Ask the Podcast Coach for April 22nd, 2017. Let's get ready to podcast. Oh, there it is. It's that music. It's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you can get your podcast questions answered live. This week, we'll be talking about things like, when do you stop your podcasting? And we're going to do a little podcast rodeo show with... uh, a podcast that asks for some feedback. We're going to talk about audience building. We're going to talk about if you start off a question with, hey, this is a strange request. Maybe you shouldn't ask it. Uh, How do you know when your baby is ugly? And of course, anything you want to ask, by all means, come on over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live or go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join and you'll be right here in this window with me and of course the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. Thanks for moving the show an hour. We're going to probably suffer in the chat room everybody's a little gonna, bit. Everybody's going to show up at 1030 and go, what do you mean the show's over? We That's did that this week too at Gallup. I had moved the show we had it at 1 p.m. Eastern, and it was actually all everybody was scheduled for noon Eastern. And so I was quickly like we sent everybody an email and we posted it on social. I got zero people to move that day. It was just, you know, I think it's the power of, you know, having a consistent, regular, you know, people always ask that question in the in the Facebook groups. You're like, what's the best time to post or what's the best time to go live? The consistent time, that's yeah. the best time to go live is to it consistently. I think we're seeing a little bit of that this morning. There's a few who made, Darren's out there, Ron. Join us, Daniel, of course, made it, but but a few, not not the normal crew. We're, we're sorry, moving the time for me, but thanks for moving it. Well, and it's one of those things. It's the power of routine. Right? Yeah, consistency. Yeah. I think that's really a super important, you know, that you're doing it. I don't have a, I don't have a consistent launch or release day. Or time, yeah, even day. I produce the show on Thursday. I sometimes get it out Friday night. I sometimes get it out Saturday morning. It's been Saturday afternoon sometimes. I'm having a, a server problem this morning, and uh, and so that means maybe this afternoon. But my audience doesn't demand that. They they've never been one to say, "Oh, can you please release it at the same time?" So I don't have that. But Dave, I know you do, and I I think it's really important that you get those. You know, that if you can and your audience is is waiting for it, it shows up every every Sunday night, right? Monday morning. That's when people listen to it. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things easier said than done. I mean, I start working on my show really about Thursday. I, I decide what the topic is. And then Friday, I might start assembling if there are any files. Uh, and then Saturday, I spend kind of putting it together if 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 I'm doing everything the way I should. And then Sunday is when I go through and, and uh, I, I found sometimes editing your show twice, it's interesting. Like I do the, if I'm doing an interview, I'll edit it to what I think on Saturday and I'll go back on Sunday and listen to it again. And I'll go, well, you know what? There's some more stuff here I could uh, good cut out. And last week I, I did an interview with Joe Salcihai from uh, Stacking Benjamins. And the, the fun thing is Joe's a friend of mine. I've known him for a few years now. He stopped when he, when he's in Cleveland, he was like, Hey, let's do breakfast. And, uh, I must've talked to that guy for an hour and a half. Well, I, you know, granted I could have aired the whole 90 minute interview, but I, most of my interviews are around 40 minutes or so. And it was a matter of how do I take 90 minutes and cut it down to 45. And so there's some things you can do with it. Like for one, he listed, he was saying how I don't have the average typical guest on, I have people that always bring value, but they're not, you know, big 
name. They're not uh, celebrities or anything like that. And then he listed off about four people. Well, what I did was I took that down to two. So I didn't delete his answer. I, I left two of those in. I took out the, the two that he explained who they were the longest because it still made the point. And there were things like that. And then the other thing I did was I, I listened for what question I, I asked. And then a lot of times it took him a second to actually get to the answer. Like one, I asked him, I go, I said, uh, you know, I was listening to the one time and I actually heard the sound effect of, of somebody coming down the steps. I said, are, are you actually doing this in the basement? And he said, I love when people ask that question. He goes, my audience will ask that all the time. And he goes, I always like them to, to believe in the theater of the mind. And I'll just say, yes. And he said, but the truth is Steve Stewart is a mutual friend of ours. And he's the guy that's doing in the sound effects. Well, the answer is no, I'm not doing it in the basement. The answer is it's all Steve Stewart. So I took out that whole part, not that it was a bad answer, but I was like, okay, let's, let's keep it to the meat and, and, and get to that. So it was an interesting um, experiment and trying to like, okay, how can I cut things out that aren't essentially needed for that? And, and so I was able to do that and uh, it worked. It's a, lot, it's a lot more work to do that. I yeah. mean, you've really, you're, you're going to spend a lot of time yeah. listening to it again. And it's surprising when you do your own editing, just how much time it takes as you're going through the file to go in there and, cut it out and splice it and make it sound good. I mean, it's, it's, it's it, for, for some people, Dave, it's really worth the effort though. They feel a lot better about having that completely edited file and it sounds good to them. And, you know, if you need to do that, do it. I, I, I think it's great to get an edited. I, I've been listening to a history podcast this week that I just found one, one here based on local Omaha history. And it's just super fascinating. And the guest they have is just dynamite. I know they do some massive editing on it and they get it 15 minutes and it's great. Just wow. short little subjects, 15 minutes, boom, they're in and done. So, uh, and I still love the shows like this where, where yeah. it's, we don't, you know, we don't edit it and the fun stuff happens. And a lot of people use these kinds of shows to put it on, you know, just to listen to something, have some noise. So yeah. When well, I, I was saying that last week, I, I was the week I kind of turned it around and I said, I basically, when it was done, I turned around, downloaded the video, downloaded the audio, uh, and then turn right around and put it back out. And, you know, I'm basically, I've got a yellow pad here. I'm going to take notes. So in the event we have a train wreck somewhere, I'll write down that. I'm also using a stopwatch here on my phone, which is actually staying open, which is kind of cool. And so when we change subjects here, I will just write down, not so much, I might write down the time, but I'm also just writing down what subjects we're going to talk about because that way I can put in the show notes that we talked about such and such and such and such. So and one of the things I wanted to uh, talk about, um, this is from Brandon. He says, I've just launched my first podcast and I've already considered giving up. And when I see that, I was like, oh, hold on. What's up there, buddy? How can I help you? Um, after some major audio issues, he says, four out of six episodes deleted and three audio recorders. My initial episodes got a lot of support from friends who listened one time, but then they dropped off uh, to about 20 listens per 10 minute mini episode with three mini episodes published a week. So he's doing three a week. He says, my questions are, are there any tricks to get new subscribers or reviews outside my small network of friends? Uh, tried Facebook ads, but clicks didn't convert into subscribers. And I, I found out why. I'll, I'll, I'll peel back the curtain here in a second. Number two, and of course, this is going to make me want to throw up a little bit, is getting on new and noteworthy a big deal? A quick answer, no. Uh, I'm also two weeks 
I'm almost two weeks and seven episodes in and feel like an opportunity for public listing is ticking away. Uh, thanks in advance for any advice you might have for new podcaster. P.S. My podcast name is Manly Dad. If any of you felt like giving advice on the presentation of my specific podcast again, and then he put a link, which was manlydad.org, I believe. Let me make sure. Shame on me for not having that ready. Yes, manlydad.org, which you will see, and this is part of the problem, takes him to a Facebook page where there's no play button. So, and I use the analogy of when you go to, have you ever gone to the, the mall gym where there's a guy handing out free something, chicken, something, whatever? Mm-hmm. Usually for, Costco. Yeah, Costco's another good one. And, you know, for me, when I go, there's always a, a Chinese place at the mall. And they're always got things on a toothpick. And so usually that person walks up to you and goes, would you like to try this? And you go, sure. As you stick it in your mouth, you then go, what is this? Which is always kind of funny. You, you eat it and then ask what it is. Um, and they go, it's whatever, Kung Pao chicken or whatever. And you're like, oh, this is good. And then I often, if I'm hungry, I will go get a Kung Pao chicken order or whatever the sandwich was or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a matter of sample and then buy. And he's sending people to iTunes, to which I said, you know, there are these things called Android phones as well uh, that you might want to uh, keep people in mind. And also just, you know, when you go for me, I mean, I could share my screen to show you this. but I don't know why. When I click on an iTunes link, I have iTunes loaded on my computer. I use it every day. Unfortunately, it does not launch iTunes. I don't know what other little app is supposed to be running in the background that links it to iTunes or what. But for whatever me, when I click on that iTunes link, it takes me to the iTunes page and says, why don't you download and install the software? So then I've got to start my iTunes and type in the podcast and uh, go from there. My, my camera is very sensitive today. It keeps. I'm not sure are the videos working. So anyway, he sent me to a Facebook group and I couldn't listen to it. So there's two things there. Number one, it's it, it's very iTunes centric. There are other people. And then going back to the analogy of the mall chicken, you got to give something, uh, you know, give me a little sample. So I haven't even listened to his show yet. For me, I was like, you're already making it. It'd be like going to the mall and saying, oh, would you like a free sample of the chicken? Yes. Okay. It's down there at the other end of the mall. <laughs> you know, having somebody walk to, it's like, don't make it really hard to get that sample. So I downloaded is an episode here. We're going to take a listen to it. I call this podcast rodeo. This is you, you hit play, you see how long you can hang on. And uh, because um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to mix this in here. Now, a lot of people are wondering why I can't monetize my show. Adam Curry was on podcast legends this week with Todd Cochran. And here's his answer as to why people are having a hard time monetizing. Honestly, the key is you have to have an outstanding product. And I'd say 98% of what's out there is crap. So there you go. Um, <laughs> so we'll see if, if uh, in this case, Brandon is part of the 98%. Good morning, Manly Dad. Have you ever? So far, I'm in. Like right there, I'm like, okay, cool. It's got a, I, I know we're compressing the crap out of this through YouTube. But here it's stereo. We got a nice bass. It's it's a like instantly. I'm like, okay, this is not blog talk radio over a phone with bad audio. Look back at your seven year old self and wondered what they would think of what you're doing today. 
This is one of those times uh, as I stand here recording the podcast and just reflect a little bit about my dad experiences so far and the amount of times that I talk about breastfeeding is a little surprising. <laughs> so today I want to talk about one particular incident early on in our first couple days back, uh, back home from the hospital. And one of the, this was a difficult time for my wife and I, we had gotten home from the hospital and recording all the things, all the diaper changes, the feedings, um, all the things that you're supposed to and compared them to the graph on the gra- or on the uh, paper they gave us, the log. Uh, they're supposed to have this many feedings, this often, and this. Okay, so are you in at this point? That's a minute. A little slow, but I listened to my podcast at 1.5 speed, yeah. too. So I'm, <laughs> I'm moving on, moving on. Yeah, you know? I, I, I like the fact that, A, I kind of know where we're going. You know, it's it's a manly dad. It's a story about a new father. Um, and today we're going to talk about breastfeeding and I didn't realize they give you a log when you have a new kid. I didn't know that they came with a manual. Well, you have apps for them now too. You can track everything. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I don't think, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to sit here. It's only a 10 minute episode as well. So this is one of those mini episodes you was talking about. So I'm, for me, I would be willing to, as I look at this and go, I have eight minutes left. I would be willing to, to invest eight minutes in this podcast. Now I'm not going to do that here. But, um, so to me, that's his, I, if somebody said, what's the biggest problem with this guy's podcast, I go, number one, he, he needs something, whether it's a, a WordPress site, Squarespace, something where people can click and play. Uh, because if you're going to make people hunt and send people to iTunes and things like that, you know, for me, you got to give people a, uh, because he's got decent artwork, you know, the audio fine quality was fine. It's just to me, you're making it way too hard for people to, to listen. I don't know. It, it kind of had that, uh, you know, the, uh, who is that guy in radio who would be overnights, uh, art yeah. bell. <laughs> it kind of had that art bell feel to it. Cause you know, it's, you got the music playing and yeah. he's talking and kind of sharing a little bit and it's kind of slow. Like I said, it would be tough for me. I don't know how far I would now it's it, the, the content's really niche there. So yeah. You know, I'm a long ways away from that. So for me, I uh, I don't know if I want to invest even 10 minutes in that. Like, uh, I don't know if I want to hear about other people's, but that's subject related, right? That's that's one of those things. We, we I, I was telling you earlier, um, I, I started listening to this brand new podcast about North Omaha history and they're 15 minutes in length and it's two guys. In fact, one, uh, Steve Sleeper is a local guy here and they do a great job. They get right in get to it, get to the guest. The guest has great stories. He does, they don't mince words. They're not goofing around. They're not talking about the weather or whatever. Not that talking about the weather is bad. I talk about the weather. I mention it as part of my intro. It's kind of, it's become kind of the shtick of like, what's, you know, it's the weather in Bellevue today. And we talk a little bit about what's going on, but um, yeah, they get right to it. So that's, he didn't, he also didn't have crazy uh, voiceover man. Right. Come in and do, you know, hey, welcome today. to the manly, whatever it was, the manly dad, because he's yeah. manly. He's a dad. It's the manly dad show. Yeah, because yeah. that's that that contrast between the voiceover work and then him coming in. And it's not really voiceover quality, his his style. It's kind yeah. of more laid back, but it, it's a huge contrast. It gave me the a did you ever watch the Wonder Years? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gave me kind right. of a Wonder Years kind of vibe. Like I remember the time growing up when I was blah blah blah, you know, kind of thing. And then he had the yeah. he had the smooth jazz, you many know, wet diapers and this many. Oh, there's no we're out of music. Uh, he had the smooth oh, jazz going in the background. Um, Randy Cantrell in the chat room says, "I view it like selling. The quicker you get to a no or a yes, you win, and then so does the listener." So it's a great point. I always say that. Just just get to the good stuff and uh, let people decide right up front. Well, well, in that 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 comment about ninety eight percent of the the stuff being made is crap, you know. See that's, that's so ju- that's so judgmental in so many ways yeah. because it's beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and yeah, that's not maybe that doesn't maybe that podcast isn't a mainstream podcast because there are certain things I think you need to do to appeal to the masses, but I, I think of a guy like Jim Rome who was not your typical sports podcaster or uh, broadcaster, right? And he has a very unique and very different style and created a brand new genre. And if someone would have told him, you know, this, the way he did his show, and it's very unique, it's very different, right? It's it's him and then he lets his guests just talk and then he ever listened to Jim Rome? Oh, I love Jim Rome. Okay. So, you know, he buzzes them out and then, you know, you're out now and all the little sayings that they have, that was pretty unique. I think when we think about sports talk, right? And somebody said, Jim, that's not mainstream enough. You're not Dan Patrick, you know, it would have been like, we would have missed that. And, you know, love Jim Rome or hate Jim Rome. He, he gathered a gigantic following with that unique style. So it's hard, Dave, sometimes I think to say, you shouldn't do it that way because it's not mainstream. You never know. You might create a new, you know, you might create a whole new category by doing it your way and flying that, 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 that flag, you know, proudly, yeah. but you don't know until you do it. Right. Well, and, and I know the first time I listened to him, I was like, I felt like an outsider. I'm like, what is he talking about? The clones and this and having a take and don't suck. And I'm like, what? Have a, what? What's a take? You know? And then, totally. and that's why I used to say, if this is your first time listening to me, uh, give me three tries. He goes, after three times, you'll either love me or hate me. He goes, but sometimes I'm an acquired taste. So I actually stole that directly from Jim Rome. I tried oh, did that. you? Yeah. I didn't know you did. Yeah. yeah. Um, and because I was like, you know what? I'm kind of the same way. I'm not your your typical kind of podcaster. And uh, yeah, he's got his own, you know, where most sports guys, the first thing they want to do is go to the phones. And, and, and he was like, no, no, more of me is always better than you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's that's a little different. No, any big long pauses, yeah. you know, which would have been, um, I mean, most radio guys would say, man, that's, you're going to lose people if you, if you take these big dead air and he would just, I mean, he would literally just stop and it would be dead air for the long. And then he'd come back in and you're right. He would always say more of me and less of you is better. And so it, you know, but he took it, he took a risk and, and, one of the things I love about podcasting is you can take a big risk and try it and throw it out there and see what kind of traction you get yeah. uh, with it. Yeah. See what, see what people say, see what people say, what they like and they don't like. I, I've got an episode this week that I'm throwing out there that I'm, I'm, mm, you know, it's one of those like, mm, yeah, I wonder what kind of feedback I'm going to get on this one. Yeah. So I've, I've got a show. Not, not that I would want to go this style every week. I, I don't, but we did one and I kind of took a chance and so we'll see. Throw it out there. You never know, right? Oh, no, totally. Well, assuming I can get my WordPress thing fixed. Yeah. Something, in an update, something broke or I can't get anything done. So. Well, and, and going back to what Adam said, he even said, now, look, he does a show about politics. He goes, so I have, by default, a wider audience than, you know, somebody with 
I'm a new dad. There are only so many new dads. Everybody can maybe care about politics. And that's kind of their whole thing is the fact that here's the information that's not on the news that should be on the news. And, um, so yeah, well, Adam has a built-in audience too. Like, hello, you're already famous, dude. Yeah. And so, so is your co-host. So, yeah. you know, it's it is one of those kinds of things. I I'm not a big Adam Curry fan. I don't listen to him. I don't like listening to him. He's not my style. Of, right. you know, I know in this community, oftentimes we bow to the Almighty. You know, <laughs> oh, the Pot Father, blah blah blah. And I kind of go, really, kind of that guy. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, I remember because I remember watching him on MTV so and kind of thinking, yeah, he's super young. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, seriously. All right. Okay. <laughs> so it, it's in the, the, the point is it's in the eye of the beholder. Right. And we, you just got to try it and let, let the, let the market figure it out. Yeah. Here's a, uh, an interesting question, I guess we could say. Um, it's, I saw this in Facebook and I think if you start a statement with, I hope this doesn't make me sound racist or this might be a little offensive. I hope it's not. Or I probably shouldn't say this. Usually if somebody starts a sentence with that, I probably shouldn't say this, then don't. I, I think would be my advice. And uh, this is in, it's from um, Christina. She says, possibly a strange question here. Would anyone be willing to help a new podcaster out a bit? To which you go, well, you know, okay, maybe. I think now we have our audio issues figured out. That seems to be a... a going theme here today. Um, we can start branding and marketing a bit more. Uh, with that being said, I'm wondering if anyone would be interested in having an ad mentioning our show or possibly having one of us on an episode on your podcast. And I just, to me, I was like, wow, that's, that's an interesting number one. Can you, can you, can I advertise on your show? for free. So to me, I'm kind of like, wow, that's, that's a pretty bold statement. And very bold. And I'm thinking because she's a new podcaster, she doesn't realize what she just asked. And then the other one is, would you have me on your show? And that's it. There's no like, here's what I like to talk about. Here's just, I'm just Christina Deluntz-Rasikat. And I'd like to be on your show. And I was just like, okay, I think there's some of this, Needs a little more info. Yeah. And I just was like, mm, so it's, it's the right motivation though. I mean, it's uh, the, right. These were the, remember the podcast swaps and yeah, you, you come on my, I mean, me and yours and you know, that's uh, as small podcasters. We can help each other that way. That would be great. But I think you're right. Maybe, maybe a little more information there. Uh, maybe a little more that, you know, I specialize in this kind of thing. It, man, I tell you what, when you're starting and you've got, you, you, you've, you've put all this time into getting going and then you, you edit and you get things figured out and you're all passionate and you're nervous and you push that, you push that thing out. And in, in three or four days, it's got seven downloads, you know, and you're like, Oh, well, that's my question. So hard. That's one of the things I was going to ask today. How do you know if your baby is ugly? Cause I think about this a lot. I mean, we all think I'm I'm working so hard. I'm editing it. I'm doing this. And how do you know if your baby's ugly? Well, you don't, you don't know, but certainly the the numbers, well, even numbers won't tell you that because this may be something that's very unique and that, that it's going to, it's an acquired taste and it's just going to take time or it's, it's not, you're never going to get the, 
the you know it, it, it gallop in our with our style of podcast and what we're doing. I have some very realistic um, expectations on what my numbers are going to be, and and we get we get amazing feedback on it, and I get negative feedback too, which is good. But we're getting that engagement feedback, and so it's like okay for the audience I'm trying to reach for what we're trying to do. I think we're in the, we're doing the right thing because I get that positive feedback. But if you're not getting any feedback you're probably not doing something that is inspiring people to say something. Yeah. Right? That's, I think you say that on the show all the time. So, and not that it has to, like, if you just love doing this, just keep doing, doing it. exactly. That's the other thing I, I, um, you know, I keep talking about Nancy, the Nancy, the woman that just will not launch. Yeah. And today I forget what she was talking about, how other podcasters have, you know, experts on, and I'm thinking of maybe having an expert on a week and then maybe doing a uh, uh, maybe doing like a recap at the end of the month. And I just said, I, I again, I said, you know what? Here, and I, this is another line from in um, for all you. This will be a rerun on the school of podcasting. But I love this line. He said, you know, you can practice magic if you're a magician. You can practice magic, but you cannot practice comedy. You can't, you can, you can do it all you want in front of the mirror and see how it goes, but there's only one way to know if you're funny or not. And that's to do it in front of an audience. And I was like, Oh, I'm taking that one. You can't practice. I mean, you can, you can record it and let it to your friends and all of that. But in the end, you, you can't practice podcasting. You're either doing it or you're not. And that's where I'm with you. I think if I got no feedback at all, now I granted when you first, you know, your first three episodes are going to go out to 10 people. I don't expect to get feedback when I'm only getting 10 downloads. But I also think that after three months, I should get a piece of feedback. If you're asking for it, that's the other key. You have to prompt people and you have to make it easy. Please don't you say, Oh, why am I not getting any contact? And the only way you can contact me is via Twitter. You know, that's like, what? Um, but I just love that line. It's like, you can't practice comedy. It's like, Oh, you can't practice. You can practice recording it. And deleting it, you can do that. But in the end, like, do you know if this is going to resonate with somebody? There's only one way to know. Yeah. And, and well, the space is jammed right now. I mean, it's just jammed. It's jammed up. It's a log jam. Everybody's doing it. And and money is starting to enter in from a, and some of the bigger companies are starting to do it. Um, you know, Microsoft just launched in the tech space with some of their senior executives, a new you know, new Windows podcast. And for most people, they're like, Ugh, why, why would you even mention that? Well, that's important to me and what I do and, and in my space. And you would think there's lots of other Windows or lots of other Microsoft enthusiasts that are in that space where I think, oh, great, now Microsoft has jumped in. And they've, they'll throw some money at it. Or they won't, but they probably will. And, uh, and so there's lots going on in the space. And so it's hard. It is just right now, you, it's not like it was seven or eight years ago, Dave, uh, or 10 years ago. When there's just a handful of people. Now, at the same time, there's more people listening than there's ever been. So the audience has gotten bigger and slice of the pie is out there. But it's just noisy. You got to work hard if you want to get to get that thing out there. You got to work hard and, and really produce something that fo that folks want to listen to. And by the way, you might have to bow down a little bit to what your um, to what your audience wants. You might need to make those changes, even though you feel passionate about doing it this way. And the more you do it, the better you will be. So I was listening to a podcast I did three years ago and I'm like, oh, God. That's awful. How could I have been that bad? Well, they, like, why did they let me keep doing this? <laughs> this is awful. Well, you know, somebody said if you can, if you get a chance to go back and watch the pilot of Seinfeld, they said it's just not very good. 
you know, they said, and then, you know, they kind of found their groove and what worked yeah. and what made people laugh and things like that. So, um, but speaking of building your audience, this is from Ken Young. He said, uh, this is an audience building tip. He says, try to find a way to market your audience to commercial drivers. He says, I've been driving for a decade, mostly buses with a year of truck in the middle. I listen to eight plus hours of content a day, an hour of music at most. Music gets boring after a while. He says, I, I admit the thought just came to me and have no practical experience in how to execute this uh, advertisement, but building an audience requires content that people like and uh, and them knowing about it. So I don't know if you're bored and you want to hang out at a truck stop and hand out CDs with samples of your show or I don't know, maybe you get a bus pass and just keep transferring all day to, to different buses. Uh, but Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not a good idea. Yeah. But <laughs> no, he's that. got a point. If you can find people who, you know, are, uh, I always thought it would be cool if you could find a way to do it cheaply it would be something like a laundromat someplace where people are just bored out of their gourd. You know, now today they might, have their phone with them. So they're not as bored, but you know, places where people are just sitting there waiting, you know? Yeah. Dave. And that early audience that you pick up, the, you know, I think there, I'm, I'm, this is going to be, I, I probably, I might get murdered for this saying this too. Ooh. Um, So hang with me for a second. Right. The, the early audience you pick up are people who have a lot of disposable time on their hands because they're listening to your podcast and they're interested in finding new things. And sometimes they don't match the profile of the perfect person you had in mind when you are seeking out your audience and they may take a little more of your time. They may send you emails constantly. They may want to talk to you all the time. I mean, you've had those, you've had those listeners, Dave, right? That it's kind of like, uh, you're like great. I'm go You know, you find somebody who loves your show and then all of a sudden they're sending you an email or pinging you on Facebook every hour asking you questions. Right. Yeah. And you're like, well, wait a minute. I don't have time for all this. You, if you're going to jump into this space, you have to have time for those early listeners. Those they're going to take up a ton of your time. They're the ones who found you. And now they're super passionate about what you're talking about and you have to engage with them. And for some folks I've heard, it's a little overwhelming at first, you know, they think they want an audience, but then they realize, Oh, you mean I'm gonna have to actually talk to them on Facebook or I'm gonna have to send them emails. That's the part of the art I think of, being a podcaster or being in media is being able to deal with those people who are fans, they're fanatics, they're crazy about what you're doing and they want to talk to you. You got to be willing to talk back. You got to be willing to take those calls. I'm sure you've done this bunches where you've had, you've had people who've tried to work you as much as they can for free. Right? Oh yeah. People. I mean, I always ask people though, like, well, how can you charge what you charge for consulting? And I'm like, cause usually I've answered four questions for free by the time I get to the fifth one. Right. You know, and it's like, I've already spent easy a half hour to 45 minutes writing you answers. Cause it's like, well, don't you just have them in a word document? I should, but uh, most of the time, no, it's, it's, I have to go find, I have to go to Amazon and find a link to show you what microphone or whatever it is I should, if I was smart, I would start making an FA. I have an FAQ at the school of podcasting, but um, yeah. So it's a lot of times that that consulting is, is making up for the, you know, half hour to 45 minutes of, of free email answers you've received. And it's interesting because even the one guy said, I don't want to overstep my bounds um, and asked another question. And I said, you know, and I just slightly said, well, you know, you've gotten three for free. And, and usually those kind of answers are, you know, something that's like a, a 
that's not a big response. Those are the ones I'll answer for free. But when you're asking me, what kind of equipment do I need for, I've got three co-hosts, one's on Skype, but da 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 and I'm like, okay, hold on. This is now a 15 minute conversation. I'm not going to answer that for free because I'm going to save you a huge amount of money and a huge amount of time and things like that. And that's value. So. Yeah. It's just, you get, sometimes you get those high maintenance listeners that yeah. are, they're going to want to suck up a ton of your time. And you're like, no, I just want you to send me nice things about me. Say nice things about me. Don't, <laughs> I don't want actual, I don't want to actually interact with you. I don't, I, I don't want to, I wasn't intending to have a conversation. I, I just want to speak to you and I want you to send me emails that say nice things about me. And that's not, I don't, in most cases, I don't think that's the way it is. You're going to attract some listeners who are going to be high maintenance, especially the early ones. And um, you're going to have to, you have to push through those and and to keep going. And, and um, it's, it's difficult, but you got to, you're going to have it. But here's the thing also, if you do respond to that person, you have just made them even more loyal to your, your show. You know, that is now, because it's always like, always people like, oh, I need to get a virtual assistant to help me promote. If you email that person, you have a virtual assistant that will go out and promote your show because they're going to like, oh, I can't believe they're going to start talking about your show. And I can't believe that guy emailed me. And, you know, um, you you will occasionally get this, you know, is this really Jim replying? Yes, it's really Jim replying. That kind of thing. So, um, cause I know I get the, is this really Dave? And I'm like, yeah, see at the bottom where it has my signature, Dave Jackson, author, speaker, podcast consultant. That's that, that, that means it's me. So, um, but since we're talking about promotion, uh, Lucy sent in a question. This is on a Facebook group. I forget which one it was podcast community, something like that. Has anyone done a giveaway for their podcast, such as a t-shirt or a bag? Did it increase much traffic to your podcast? And that's where I was like, Two different ideas. For me, I don't think I would use a t-shirt as a way to grow my show. I don't think I'm going to get a ton of listeners from people wearing a school of podcasting shirt. Um, But I might, and this is where another one, you got to make sure what you're giving away has value. So if I was trying to grow my email list or or if I was doing a contest, hey, if you answer this poll, I'm going to choose somebody to get, you know, a $25 Amazon card or you get a free school of podcasting t-shirt. Okay, one of those has value for everyone. One of those has value for the super fan. So I'm not sure a t-shirt, unless it was signed or so. I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that, Jim? Well, we talked about t-shirts with, um, uh, who are the yellow, who's the yellow t-shirt Podcast guy? Junkies, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Harry yeah. Duran. Harry. We talked about that concept and he gave those t-shirts away, but did it in an event that, yeah that right something that really bonded i you know i've given away expensive i mean we gave a drink we've, we've given away drobos and i've shipped expensive licenses of things i don't know and maybe i'm doing it wrong mike howard's in the chat room and he he's given a, a ton of stuff away mike maybe drop in there in the chat room and, and you tell us valuable or not valuable and maybe it is i i don't i never had good luck with giveaways increasing anything it, I, I saw the same people listening to my show applying for those giveaways and then winning it. Um, now that could just be me. I, I but I, I didn't. I stopped doing that. I, you know, one of the craziest things I gave away a sticker for, you know, for joining on Patreon that had great engagement. You know, a fifty cent sticker that I asked for a dollar on Patreon for to get people kind of introduced to the idea of, of Patreon, and that went really, really well. So. You know, I like Nick's, you know, Nick took people on a trip. Now, it's not mm-hmm. winning anything, but that's, you know, when we think about audience engagement, that's a great way of doing those kinds of things. So, 
you know, I don't know, Dave. It, I, it, I think it depends on your show and your audience and how you work it and how it works out. So for some, for some podcasts, if you had them design, I know Leo Laporte used to do this all the time on, on the Twit Network. They would have a, a designed T-shirt and then people would buy it. And does that increase in engagement? I don't know. I don't know if it does or not. I think I, that increases community. Now you've got a, a group project that you're all working on. Um, but I don't, I don't see swag as a way to build your audience. I, I, to me, I think swag is a, either A, just something you put out because people have asked you for it, or B, it's a reward for something, like you said, a Patreon thing. Or Yeah. Um, My, Mike Howard says he's done a number of giveaways, and he doesn't think it's done much for his long-term difference. Yeah, and it may not be. It depends on how you do it. Um, you know, we've done these things where you you do it on Twitter, you know, and you try and get you try and get it to go viral, so people will just sign up for it. And I think I get like any loss leader, you know, you may pick up a single digit percentage of listeners in some. And, and is it okay? Hey, if you get one listener, is it worth it? Probably, you know, from from that standpoint, yeah. you, you never know. But certainly, I shoot these Drobos for five hundred bucks, and I thought people would go crazy. No, no, it didn't. It didn't really. You know, people are like, nah, you know, it's such a niche product. Yeah. Kind of, no, no, I'm not interested. So I think wow. you have to be really careful with that. Daniel says, you know, he did his 12 days of, of pod Christmas giveaway stuff. And mm-hmm. I like the way Daniel did that. It's got some engaging, you know, he's given some value back by, by, hey, these are things you could be buying. And there's some affiliate stuff associated with that. And that's another great way to keep people engaged um, a lot of work to put it together, but, yeah. uh, his, his, if you, if you go back and look at that, um, it's a good way of engaging your audience. Yeah. He says, I gave away stuff that was podcast related, like plugins and training and tools. He said, so I attracted an audience of people interested in podcasting. He says, but if you're trying to give away an iPad, you get followers that are interested in, well, free iPads. Who doesn't, I mean, everybody loves a free, who does want right. a free iPad? So, yeah. um, well, you get, you, you do start attracting the people that look for free. Yeah. And, you know, we know, you know, from the iPhone Android phone oh. deal that, right, Android listeners, and I, I got blasted for this last time I said this, but Android listeners in general or Android phone owners, because they, in the early days, they got everything for free. They wouldn't buy apps. And on the iPhone, more expensive, mm-hmm. a little different, you know, demographic apps would sell. And so I think it's one of those kinds of things if you're giving stuff away for free. You know, as a service, Dave, if you give it away for free too much, people get hooked on that. And then it's like, uh, you know, why would I pay for it? You're just going to tell it to me for free. Well, you have to be very careful giving away anything for free. When I was in a band, if you signed up for the newsletter, you got a free Sugar Daddy magnet. That was the name of the band, the Sugar Daddies. And all it was was our logo with our website on it. And it was this square thing. All it was, it was a business card that we had printed. And we bought these magnets for basically putting your business card and turning it into a magnet. So we had, I don't know, maybe 50 cents into this thing, maybe a buck. But because they were free, I had people from all over the world signing up to our newsletter to get a free magnet. And I'm like, I'm not shipping a magnet to Switzerland. And it's like, so that's when I was like, wait a minute. So I finally had to take it down because I'm like, unless you're in Ohio, I'm not shipping you a magnet because I'm sorry, nobody in Wisconsin is coming to a sugar daddy show. I'm like, give me a break. Um, but it, it was free. And there, there are websites devoted to this kind of stuff, how you can just get free stuff. It doesn't matter if you want it or not. It's like, oh, look, it's a free magnet. Ooh, it's like, what? So 
be careful with that. Uh, well, Ryan makes a good point. He says to give away shirts and books at events to students uh, to get students in front of them. Man, there's nothing better than a T-shirt with college students. Like you can yeah. just they they just like like you know like bees to honey. They just um, you, you know so n- know your audience, right? I also yeah. know that they'll wear anything. So it's that you know will it get you there? Yeah, you know if that's the goal, because if sometimes you just need people to be in front of you. And you've got you're gonna have to spend that money. You know, Harry crushed it. That was such a great idea, and and you know, it, it got the word out. Every every little bit helps. So yeah. And the other thing he always tries to do is he'll hand them out, and then he'll try to have a group shot of everybody who got a right. T-shirt in a picture. So that again makes it like, wow, who are all these people that are you know looks like this big monster group of people that maybe I should pay attention to this, and then. You know, he's got a super easy to remember what the name of his podcast is, Podcast Junkies, and off you go. So, yeah, it's the the T-shirt. We talked about this before. The T-shirt idea is a little bit of a commitment. Like you're going to put a little dollar. Yeah, you're, you're looking at a grand dollars. probably by the time that's yeah. if you're going to order a bunch. Um, and I don't even know. I think I'd probably look for somebody local. I don't know that I, there is like a diehard. Oh, if you're going to sell T-shirts, you know, I know I think there's Teespring and things like that. Uh, I don't know if I would go Cafe Press. I mean, as I sit here right now, I'm wearing an Ivy Envy League um, T-shirt from from Corey Finneran. Um, but uh, here's a, another question. He said, looking at his stopwatch that is now not staying open. Um, and, and I this this is one of those things that again I have to watch my bias here. My official launch is on Monday, and I've got the weekend free to perfect artwork and do any last minute edits. Does anyone have any advice about launching a podcast? Any tips to maybe get a few extra listeners on day one to make people notice it? And this is from Tim. And so for me, I, 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 I kind of scratch my head. I mean, I always want to get the most out of when you launch a podcast, blast it to your friends, your email list, put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter. But in the end, you know, you you will probably get more listeners. Who knows six months from now than you will on day one because you'll have six months worth of listeners who are talking about your show, hopefully in a good way. So I, this whole thing of like I want to get a big bunch of people on day one, and who doesn't want a whole bunch of people on day one? But I'm not sure there's something you can do besides. I mean, my favorite example of this is Danny Pena would go, he's a gamer uh, podcaster, Hall of Fame podcaster, Danny Pena. And when they'd be like, you know, Mortal Kombat 4 is out. You can buy it at GameStop at midnight. He would go there at midnight and hand out business cards and and take video and, and record audio from the people in line because that's where his audience was. To me, I'm like, that's, you can't get much better than that. But I'm not sure on like day one, you know, make sure your artwork makes sense and it doesn't look like it was done in paint uh jim any ideas that uh, no more than we've already talked about. yeah it's like I, I don't know that there's anything there's i wish i could remember the name of it there's a and again i don't even think this would be a huge thing there is a uh, I want to say it has the word lightning in it it's a twitter tool that you basically go to people oh it's thunder something thunder um uh that you can go to a bunch of people and say hey would you be part of my thunder thunderclap thunderclap yeah, yeah. Um, campaign so that whenever you launch or whatever you do it's kind of like having multiple twitter accounts that all promote it and i was like that's cool 
And that's maybe something I should look into at the school of podcasting. Maybe we could all thunderclap when somebody launches a new show. But even that, I don't think it's going to get you, you know, an extra hundred listeners, depending on how many people are on Twitter. Well, it depends. It depends on what you're, uh, what you do with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, it depends on your, your social influence to begin with. It depends on, um, you know, what you're currently doing. It, I, there's so many things. I, there's, I guess there's no one right way. You've got to try some things, see how they work and, and hustle, hustle after them. I mean, I think I looked at Thunderclap. It's funny you mentioned that because I had a listener on my Gallup side, I'll bring that up this week. And so I took a, I was, I was looking into it. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is pretty interesting. A good way to get there. And there is Dave, there is something to be said about a, you know, a kind of a, a solid launch, right. You know? And, and so it is, um, you know, there, if you can get it going, if you can have that influence and not everybody can, but some can. And so you've got to, you got to kind of work those. It is a lot of work, no matter how you slice it. It's right. just a lot of work. Yep. get these things done. Do you know how many, uh, this is from Shane says, how many Facebook and Twitter posts do you post to promote each episode of your podcast? Well, Buffer gives me 10. So, you know, on Saturdays when I'm putting out there, I spread my, on Twitter, I spread it across the, 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 uh, the week and I load them up in Buffer so I don't have to worry about it. And I just load up 10 going from Saturday to Thursday and I just send out one or two a day. No one's ever said it's too much. And yeah. I get, you know, my Twitter or my um, my analytics say one or two clicks per post. I'm not paying anything for it. And it's not hurting me. So it's kind of one of those things that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of what I do. By the way, I went from, you know, I worked really hard back in the fall of last year to go from 5,000 to 10,000 Twitter followers. Mm -hmm. Just worked it. Did, you know, crowd fire and all that work, right? I was just, I was, and I wanted to see if I could do it. Can I, could I get 10,000? And I'm at 10,400, something like that. Nice. You know what that did for my numbers? That is my big question. Zero. Really did zero. I mean, it didn't really, using all those tools didn't change the click through on my Twitter stuff. And, I, and I've got the the analytics on on uh, Buffer to, to prove it. I'm it glad you did that because I've been thinking about that myself because I, I went to a thing where I'm only going to follow people after I've checked out your profile and really looked at it and maybe I know you or I met you. I really wanted it to be more personal, but even that doesn't really, I look at my Twitter now and half the people I don't know. And I was, yeah. and I thought maybe I should go back to the old, uh, you know, follow people. And then if they don't follow you back, you unfollow them. And I'm like, eh. Then I've got more noise in my feed. I just wasn't sure. So I'm glad you did that because I've. Yeah. And again, your mileage might vary. Yeah, right? of but, course. But, you know, you, you never know. It kind of depends on your personality and who you are. I think, and somebody said this to me, and this is just one of those things, that organic growth is the best growth where people choose to follow you and stay following you for reasons of the content. I think my daughter said this to me of all, of all people. She said, and they stay following you because it's what they wanted to do, not because you tricked them or you followed them for them to follow you type deal, right? So I, I, I guess I kind of agree with that. I, I've stopped. I watch my, still watch my Twitter stats every week. A Crowdfire gives me a kind of a stat. And I, you know, everybody else is doing this. So I gain 40 and I lose 40. You know, I gain 50 and I lose 50. I pretty much stay the same. And actually, I gain a few more than I lose. So I'm still growing a little bit. But everybody's doing that. So if everybody's doing that, they're not even focusing on mostly on the content that's going out there, which is what you want them to do. You want them to actually read your tweets. Well, no, we're just trying to build engagement, what we think is engagement, by getting more followers. 
And I'm not sure that's doing anything for anybody. Now, there are stars and, and, you know, famous people who have hundreds of thousands of followers, and that's because people wanted to follow them, right? They wanted to say, hey, I follow Taylor Swift, right? right. I follow whatever, the president. That's different than us, right? And I, I just think it's, yeah. it's best to get that organic. I think after going through that, uh, that test, it's best to have organic growth. Well, Daniel from the audacity to podcast.com says uh, he's got an example. He had a uh, post. It was 13 WordPress based automation tools for podcasting. And he says uh, here it's, it's, it's one ineffective, massive Twitter posting. He goes somebody, it, apparently this post went crazy on something called Q because it's Q U U U never even heard of that service. He says, but uh, that episode is not performing at all above my average. He says, I think it's been tweeted over a hundred times, but over a hundred um, by over a hundred people. I think a lot of people, I remember a guy once contacted me and said, Hey, I, my downloads have to be off because so many people are liking my post on Facebook. And I go, do you read everything you like on Facebook? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I got, I don't want to pop your bubble here, but most people don't, you know, I, some of that's automated. You know, if you post this, uh, I know with if this, then that, if somebody le- releases something on an RSS feed, it'll automatically post to some people's Twitter. And it was just like, I mean, a lot of that stuff is not actually done by a human. So just because you got yeah. liked and re-liked and tweeted and retweeted doesn't mean there's an actual person behind it. And speaking of actual people, uh, holy cow, time is flying. Because I realize you got a hard out in eight minutes. I, I do. Not not too hard, but per- Pretty, pretty close. Uh, but I want to thank um, our awesome supporters. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, awesome, it's a new word, awesome. Uh, those are people like uh, Josh Rivers from creativestudio.academy and, of course, Glenn the Geek from horseradionetwork.com. And to see all of our supporters, go out to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. I do deeply appreciate that. And uh, we have, um, let's see. Talked about that one. So that's what I get from not going top to bottom. No, it's ah, oh, here's a good one. It's an easy one. Uh, and Jim, I'm going to let you take the, the first crack of this one. Um, there are a lot of posts and tutorials about starting a podcast. Why is it so hard to find a tutorial? Apparently he just says, why is it so hard to find one about when it's time to stop? Yeah, because nobody's going to nobody's going to talk about that for the most part. I, uh, that's not true, though. I, I've heard pod fading talked about a lot, yeah. especially in our community. I don't know if people are making videos on it um, and I don't know what's the motivation for that. Like uh, that sounds a little like a, a little backhanded like, hey, people, you're not doing very well. You should stop. Like, OK, no one's going to watch uh, like hmm, should I stop my podcast? I'm going to go search on YouTube Dude, for videos. How, did, <laughs> how do you know when to stop your podcast? Nobody thinks that way. It's just, it's not. It uh, just and happens. That's pretty, and it's kind of mean-spirited in some ways, too, which is like, hey, maybe you should watch this video about pod fading. You know, what, <laughs> yeah, what, what, what are you trying to say? Right? Well, to me, anytime it's happened to me, it's just been, I mean, the, the one podcast that I still say is not dead yet, but I haven't done an episode in a year and a half. I just got to the point where I was like, I don't know. I've said everything there is to say on this. I'm just not. But, but you know, the, Dave, there are some mechanics and I think this is what he's referring to, to be honest. I'm just, was just poking right. fun at it. But um, there are some mechanics of them, of some things that you should probably think about if you're going to pod fade in uh, many of us don't think all the way through this, like mm. we just stop and then it's sitting out there. We don't do a last episode. 
we don't prep. Okay, so what are we going to now? What are we going to do with all these files? Are we going to still continue to pay for them so they'll be hosted? Right. You talk about this all the time. People think, well, I'll just stop paying Lipson. Well, how long do those files stay on the server after you stop paying Lipson? Right. And I don't think people realize, like, oh, you mean this is an archive.org and they just stay around forever? <laughs> Surprise. Um, so I think there are things like that where you can graciously exit or graciously pod fade. And there are some techniques of some things you should think about. So, yeah, Dave, maybe that's a maybe that's a, a video you should add to the school of podcast. That's me. Here's how you quit. Because yeah. you would, especially with, if you're using Lips and go down to the $5 a month plan if you want to keep your files. Otherwise, just realize you're going to, it's going to die. And if you're like, look, I want it to go away. Well, then there's actually a tag you can put into iTunes to say, I'm done. Plus, you can delete it from iTunes. That, that's the easiest way to get it out of there. Uh, but, um, but but see, there are some steps yeah. when we think about what could you be doing. And not in a way, um, you know, not it's just saying you have to do it this way. But there's probably some graceful ways to shut down or to to end uh, uh, to end a podcast. That sounds like a good podcaster's roundtable. I think that's been talked about, though. I Didn't you guys talk about that on the We might have. But I think that's the, the bottom line is if you're just writing it, and it's not fun. And to me, when it's not fun, it's time to quit. If you're really, you know, I've almost, I almost quit on weekly web tools because I had a bunch of resources that I had email letters and things like that that would give me things to go try. And then I would find something. Well, two of those died. And I was like, ooh. So now I had to really go look for material. And I found a couple other resources that feed me stuff now, but it was, it made it really, really hard. And there's not a lot of like, I mean, I enjoy the tools and things like that, but I wasn't, it, it's not my number one thing to, to, it's not my number one topic that I love to talk about. I like it. It's fun, but the, the return on investment was not much there. And I was like, Hmm, I was really thinking about putting it down and it was like, Hmm. And then luckily I found something else that made it easy. So off it. Well, but that's the motivation for, for stopping, right? Yeah. That, so that's one topic. So now we have two videos for you. What are some reasons to, to reasons to stop? Like when you're, what are some questions you should be asking yourself? And then two, what, what are the mechanics that need to go into place when you think about yeah. shutting things down? How can you set your podcast in the best possible light for future consumptions? Because maybe you were just doing a series that was only going to be 12 podcasts long anyways. And there are some smart things you're going to need to do for those to live on. If you're going to continue to pay for those, there's some things you need to do or places you need to put them or URLs you need to change on your site to make sure they're still, you know, so it'd be a great place for archive.org to come in and after the fact, move them over there, change your URL feeds and have them uh, if it, for long-term, if you don't want to pay for it right yeah. now, that's probably the best service for something like that. Yeah. So it's, that's, it's one of those things that, you know, you gotta. So we have two new videos for you to work on. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, last have over there at the school of podcasting. Go last ahead. but not least, I saw this. I'll throw it in the chat room today. Um, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's see if this works. It's Hushka. Uh, w H O O S H K A A. And it's, you guessed it, free media hosting. And I was like, oh, here we go again. And uh, from what I saw, they are, you guessed it, going to pay for it with advertising. Uh, one of their fun-filled things is they have dynamic ad insertion. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. So it's, you know, it's that same thing we've seen played out over and over and over. I'll have to uh, to look at it as we 
I, I just found it this morning, so I haven't dug in too deep, but I did see the the ad insertion and I was like, oh, that's how it's going to, you know, work or whatever. So here's my worry about dynamic ad insertion. And then for those of you on audio, I definitely have big, gigantic quotes on mm. dynamic ad insertion, especially when we're going onto a service um, and, and Spreaker's handled this pretty nice. But when I look at something like this, whooshka, I kind of think, are they are they really clear about how much they can insert ads into your podcast? And let me give you an example. Banner ads. It's 1996. The internet is brand new, right? We're all jumping on the internet and everybody starts thinking, man, if I can just put banner ads on my site and, and make money, right? Those that was, remember banner ad, banner exchange, all this crazy banner stuff. And we came to find out a little bit later that when we turned the control of those ads over to somebody else, instead of us controlling the ads, they could serve anything they wanted. Oh, yeah. And they could also serve it as often as they wanted. I would even be more worried about dynamic ad insertion. What would happen if I have a 25-minute podcast and they literally are putting an ad in there every five minutes? Is that an experience we really want? And why wouldn't they? Like, hey, if they're getting paid to get ads in there and to get listeners in there, what would stop them from dynamically putting an ad in every five minutes to your podcast? Remember how obnoxious the banner ads got? You know, flashing, oh, yeah. spinning. Yeah, no, totally. Right free, on. free, I, free, free. I'm a little worried about if we do these services that are free for us, but ads for them. And if this all takes, if this takes off at all, if they ever can get advertisers, just afraid that it's going to get down to ads, uncontrollable ads. Right. And do, do we really want that? I, I don't think we do. Well, so let's be careful about this dynamic ad insertion deal. Well, and the thing with that, when it's free hosting, you are the product, folks. Whether you want to be or not, you're the product. They're selling you to somebody to put their ads on it so that, you know, that whole nine yards. So be careful with that with you on that. I, and I'll be interested to see, because I mean, this has been, but going back to the days of Padango, there's been a few of these that have tried that. Um, and the last one didn't go out of business. They got bought by somebody else who then uh, is now the backbone of Panoply because they had an ad insertion tool and they just got purchased. So that was the first one I saw that I can say didn't go out of business, but they're not they're not doing that anymore because the other thing you need, and this is where I think a lot of people are kind of naive about this. You need advertisers who are willing to advertise on a podcast to audiences that they're not super clear on who it is. So uh, keep that in mind. But uh, we'll start wrapping up here because Jim's got a birthday party to go to. That'll be fun. Two-year-old birthday party yeah, to go to. So. You know how exciting this is going to be. Yeah. What's coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, you know, I, I told you we had that episode. I can't, I got to get it fixed before I can put it out. But uh, no, it's still a lot of a lot of tech stuff. If you're interested in in, in, uh, in drones or in home automation, or uh, of course the creators update just came up. Interested to know if any podcasters got the Windows 10 creators update to their PC. We talk about all of that at TheAverageGuy.tv. And this week on the School of Podcasting, I'll be talking about editing and shaping your content. I'll have. Um, an interview with Neil Galarte from uh, the Messengers podcast. Speaking of that, support themessengers.com if you want a commemorative DVD with a whole little pro, uh, program and wristbands. Uh, you can get a DVD of the movie before uh, they're in the process of getting it released on iTunes, but they're doing this one time Kickstarter thing. Support themessengers.com. You can support us every Saturday at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. We'll see you again next Saturday. Thank you. 
This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time.